The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. The apostles gathered together with Jesus and reported all that they had done and taught. Jesus said to him, Come away by yourselves to a deserted place and rest a while. People were coming and going in great numbers, and they had no opportunity even to eat. So they went off in a boat by themselves to a deserted place. People saw them leaving and coming and came to know about it. They hastened there on foot from all of the towns and arrived at the place before them. When Jesus disembarked and saw the vast crowd, his heart was moved with pity for them, for they were like sheep without a shepherd. And Jesus began to teach them many things. The Gospel of the Lord. Today, the church provides us an image of, of sheep and shepherds. We're still in, in St. Mark's gospel, and we see this wonderful um, example of Jesus being the good shepherd. His heart is moved with pity, moved with compassion, and he sees that they are like sheep without a shepherd, and he begins to teach them many things. Mark doesn't record what he taught, but <clears throat> nonetheless, he, he embraced them, uh, even in in spite of the need of his disciples wanting to have some time alone with the Lord. And I just love that line. People were pressing in on them so much that they couldn't even get something to eat. Well, that's pretty bad, isn't it? So remember, neither Jesus nor Mark were shepherds, but the ancient Jewish people were shepherds. So the imagery of shepherds was ingrained in their culture, probably very similar to us here in Kansas. The Old West would be ingrained in our culture. We know that sheep are vulnerable to predators because they have no means of protecting themselves. And in many ways, you and I spiritually are also defenseless because of our own means, we have no way of protecting ourselves. Coyotes, dogs, foxes, these are all predators of sheep. So I'm going to pull out some of my, uh, my biology, and I'm going to look at two tactics that a predator will use for like sheep or any other animal, and then apply those tactics to our spiritual life. So the first tactic, predators will often try to separate a sheep from the herd to attack it. Therefore, it's very important for the sheep to remain in the herd, not to be separated. Two examples of this. First, a, a physical example, and secondly, a spiritual one. First of all, uh, a physical one. When I was growing up, my brother and I threw newspapers. Do you guys remember newspapers? Yeah. And if you were throwing them, it was first thing in the morning. Of course, Wichita at that time had a morning prayer uh, paper and an evening paper. But this was the morning one. <clears throat> and you had to be real careful because people also had glass doors 
and aluminum doors. And so we, we were required to throw them onto the porch. This wasn't driving by and throwing it out the window. This was walking, and we would throw it up on the porch. But, you know, if, if that aluminum door was hit at 4.30 in the morning with a newspaper, it would wake the occupants, and they would come out. And that wasn't a good thing. Well, I digress. So I'm on one side of the block. My brother's on the other side of the block, and we're throwing the papers. But pretty soon, I see that I'm being approached by two dogs. They're barking and baring their teeth. Now, mind you, my brother's on the other side of the block. And these dogs are, are not dumb. One of them is approaching me from the front, and the other one is circling around the back. I was alone, and I was vulnerable, and I felt it. There was nothing I could really do. Thankfully, a truck came by and scared both of the dogs away. But perhaps you have felt that way, physically alone and vulnerable. That's what I'm talking about, being separated from the herd. Second example, spiritual example. I, <clears throat> it's from the uh, desert uh, uh, writings, and it speaks about a monk who is with his brother monks in, uh, in the, uh, the courtyard where they're having recreation. Now, I don't know what monks do. I don't know if they play horseshoes or croquet or volleyball or whatever they were doing. But the one monk decided, I'm kind of tired of my brothers. They're driving me nuts. I think I'm going to go for a walk and get away from them. So off he goes, goes up on the mountainside, just walking. And as he goes, he notices that he starts having thoughts. And these thoughts are disconcerting, worries, anxieties, and especially intrusive, lustful thoughts. Tries to, to make them go away, and he continues to walk up the mountainside, but these intrusive thoughts keep plaguing him. Finally, he has a, a moment of clarity and an inner voice inside him says, go back and return to your brothers. And so he does. And he returns down to the recreational yard. And sure enough, as soon as he gets there, back into the community, those intrusive thoughts go away. Perhaps you've experienced that too. It's a principle of St. Ignatius that if something's really bothering you and really pestering you, to disclose it to someone else. So this understanding that spiritually and emotionally, when we separate ourselves from one another, it's not good. So, for instance, when we don't attend Mass, when we don't worship with one another, when we don't profess the same faith, when we don't pray similar or the same prayers. These are simple practices that we as Catholics do in order to show that we are not alone. We have one another. And when we do feel separated, that's when we need to go to the sacrament of reconciliation and receive Holy Communion. Notice those words those very words speak about being separated and coming back home to a community. So that's the first tactic of the predator, uh, first tactic of the enemy is to try to separate us, 
The second tactic of the predator is more insidious. It's to cause division from within. That which should unite us as Catholics oftentimes is the very source of division. And that's what we're doing right here now, celebrating the sacrifice of the Mass. That which should unite us oftentimes will divide us. We all have opinions of how to worship and praise God, but when these opinions cause hurtful divisions, then the predator is one. How this happens is what I call the original sin. A lot of ink is spilt on what it was the original sin. I suspect the original sin is this. Who's the greatest? How many times did we hear the apostles struggling with that? Jesus is walking ahead of them. He turns, looks back. Them. Well, what were you discussing as you went along? And they put their heads down. We were discussing who was the greatest. Ah, that's a, that's a spiritual illness from within. St. Paul addressed this with the Corinthians. He wrote, I exhort you in the name of our Lord Jesus to be in full agreement with one another and not permit any divisions to arise among you. Be perfectly united in mind and in purpose. For I have heard reports that there are quarrels among you. What I mean is that each of you is asserting, I belong to Paul, or I belong to Apollos, or I belong to Cephas, or I belong to Christ. Has Christ been now divided? It's good to be proud of how your family prays or how your parish or diocese functions. But when this pride becomes a source of sinful pride and division, then the enemy has won. What would have happened if St. John, remember he was the teenager, he was the young boy uh, in the apostles, and he was called the beloved. What would have happened if he would have said, you know, guys, Jesus loves me a lot more than he loves you guys. Yeah, they probably would have thrown him down in the well just like they did Joseph, huh? Or what would have happened if Peter, if he would have said, I'm the rock. You guys are just putty. I'm the rock. I'm number one. Well, if that would have happened, then the apostolic church would have been destroyed from the very beginning. No, each apostle, each parish, each diocese, each person has been given the stewardship of particular gifts. All different, yet all from the same loving God. It's important to remember today that Jesus is our shepherd. We are the sheep. He will protect us if we allow him to be our shepherd. Therefore, we must not cooperate with any predator that tries to separate us, nor allow any spiritual pride to divide us from being the body of Christ.